0: Hi guys and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Benjamin Halden
1: and Lucy Davis.
0: And today we have a very special guest. We have, um, I always say his name <laughs> wrong so I'm sure he's going to pro- probably correct me. Um, it, I'm going to attempt it. It's Harry Aikens. 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 Aikens.
1: Aikens.
0: Aikens. Yeah, see, well, ha-
1: I got that.
0: Harry learns introduce himself properly but Harry is someone that I've followed for a while. And even when I first started getting into sport, he was someone that I followed um, quite closely um, through different sports. And a couple of my friends went to Loughborough and saw quite a lot of him. He's someone that I've always looked up to in the fitness industry. And luckily enough, it was last year I joined Team USN and we kind of connected properly. And he's just a guy who, the reason why I've got him on today is because I don't think it matters what happens in life. If you're having one of those days where you've got up and stood on a plug, stood in dog shit, your, your dog's dad, whatever. Harry's the type of guy who will always bring a smile and some positivity to your day. So that's why we've, um, we've got him on today. But without further ado, I'll let Harry give his, his proper, proper intro into himself and, and what Harry does on a day-to-day basis.
2: Um, yeah, no, mate, I'm I'm touched by that little <laughs> thing. <don't, I> <laughs> I've been practicing that long. Up with anything better than that. <laughs> uh, but no, obviously, like you said, I'm a, I'm a sprinter, uh, GB 100 meters, four by one relay, uh, Two-time Olympian, global medalist, just missing that Olympic medal. So, obviously, got, got to still chug away for that one. Um, but, yeah, literally just been, you know, I hear a gun and I run. That's pretty <laughs> much um, You paid to run, mate. So, I've been, what, I'm 31 now. I've been competing since, God God knows, egg and spoon races. You know, I've been taking them seriously <laughs> since then. So, just to, just to be in a position I'm in now, I'm very fortunate. So that's one of the reasons why I'm always positive as well. But um, like you said, with current issues going on, I think it's quite good to have a nice positive chat with you guys.
0: Yeah, well, we watch um, a lot of your stories well. I mean, for anyone that does, I think you're always one of those people that like, if you watch, is always positive, has always got a good outset on life. Because I think at the same time at the moment there's a lot of people and there's a lot of stuff online which is quite negative and people are angry and people are disappointed with stuff that's going on when I think there needs to be that kind of beacon of light for some people to see hope still at the other side because this isn't like going to be a, a temporary thing and I think if you see it as it's not going to be temporary and you can prepare yourself for the long run and you'll you come out better on the other side.
2: 100%. I think like like you're saying, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's 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 really you know you know them people in life, right? And I I might go on a little rant now. Never,
0: <laughs> Take it away, mate.
2: But you know them people that are like I call them hindsighters. You know the ones that are just like, oh should have done that. Yeah. This should have happened. This could have been better. They're always the people that sit in the background and wait for things to go wrong, rather than you know providing a solution or rather than trying to provide something that might help people or rather than don't be one of those people in regards to just sitting back and calling calling people out. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something that you can do, if there's something that you can help yourself with, there's that's all that matters uh, without getting too deep too early. You know, when you think about the whole grand scheme of life, we're quite fortunate. I think I think it's like the chances of you being you and being born is like one trillion to one. Obviously, you won that first race, yeah. you know, in the old... You know, sperm race and all that jazz. (laughs) Like, so to be who you are, your grandparents to have met, for them to have met, it's life's a gift. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sit there and be negative all day long and be upset about little things that don't actually matter, because you know, unfortunately, we're all going to pass away one day. And then when you reflect upon that, you've got to ask yourself, who, what, like, who cares? Life is for you and your close knit people around you. So if you want to sit there and be angry all day. Is a waste, is it? Exactly, mate. So in, in light of all this situation now, fair enough you're at home, people can't go out, people can't do this, people can't do that. If you just find a way to, to cope I'm not saying everyone has to enjoy what's happening, but if you can find some form of coping mechanisms, as I think a lot of people are, um, it, it will help you. I mean, look at like people like Joe Wicks. He's given a lot of people to smart things to smile about, enabling a lot of people to bond and socialise um, with their kids for prolonged periods of time. Um, it's just it's just quite funny to see how you have like two sides to it, really.
0: Yeah, I think especially with this the the Joe Wicks comment. Then I think. That he's doing so much positive stuff at the moment I think like one of his first lives had like 802,000 households tuning in which is epic literally. like he's doing like historic stuff but then you've still got yeah. people who will try and throw stones at him and call him out for certain things which is like it, it's comical and I think like yeah, just, to, just touching on what you just said with people like the, the people who's like shoulda, woulda, coulda kind of people like yeah. we always run from that perspective don't we of everything is kind of your own fault with yeah. in, in in perspective of things obviously the coronavirus it's it's not it's not anyone's fault it's happened but yeah. the way that you respond to a situation is your fault you have control over that and i think the people who are always more stressed and anxious and built up and angry are the people who like to blame someone else because then it takes yeah. con- it takes control away from you whenever you yeah. have control it means that you yeah. can do something about it if you can't do something about it that's what gets people like built up and angry about stuff yeah so it just yeah. It, it's switching the perspective on stuff and 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 almost giving yourself some blame because what we do on a day-to-day basis with the situation that we've got is, is all our own fault. It's we, we have control of it. It just depends yeah. how you want to try and play out, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, obviously one of the questions we've had so much is, aren't you bothered that you can't go to the gym? Do you, do you miss the gym? Do you miss weights? And it's like, well, in perspective, with everything that's going on, a gym being closed is not a big deal because yeah. you can still do home workouts, you can do hit workouts, you can be active, you can do things you've never done before at home and that's one of the things that started to really annoy me like people need to have put things into perspective that there's a lot more going on than worrying and being anxious about a gym being closed.
0: Mate, I've never, I've never done so many fucking burpees in my life.
1: Burpees, <laughs> jump squats, plyo, honestly. but But, like, we've kind of looked at it as, like, a new chapter of training. Like, okay, gyms could be closed for three months. Cool. We're going to have to just change the way we train for three months, and that's absolutely fine. It's not... We haven't seen it as a big deal. I think the best way to look at it is optimistically. There's no point being like sulking, like you said. There's no point sulking and just looking at the negative in an already quite poor situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too easy to sit there and be negative. It's it's an easy way out. And in all fairness, if 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 you're if you're one of those people that that sort of choose that path, it just doesn't it doesn't result in anything. That those those in my opinion are the sheep, they're the people that just follow trends. If everyone's being angry, I'll be angry. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can do something about it. And like you've just said, it's about being positive. Like the mindset that you're showing is something in regards to what I'm, you know, like us athletes are. Mm-hmm. It's you have to take responsibility. And that's basically what it comes down to. You take responsibility for your actions, you take responsibility for your planning, yeah. you take responsibility for the choices that you're making. And in all fairness, how you've just expressed it, you know, I can't blame my coach for mm-hmm. having a bad performance. Mm-hmm. that that in a sense, I chose to have my coach, I put trust in him, we have decided to take whichever planning process that we've done, it's for me and my mental mindset to then put things into practice, if he turns around and I know that I'm running well in training and I know that I've been hitting the sort of times I need to be hitting or I'm doing what I need to be doing and I go and perform badly and try and blame him for a session I should have, I felt I shouldn't have done. Three days before, so I could have said three days before that I didn't want to do that session, and I didn't think that that was wise for me to do. You have to take responsibility for everything you're doing. So, being mindful of the fact that gyms are closed, okay, fine. That's 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 one aspect of it. However, you then got to take responsibility, and whatever your goals are, you can't just suddenly throw your toys out the pram and go, "Oh, my life's over. yeah I'm gonna blame, gonna blame the government and this coronavirus." Well, no. You can go, actually, fair enough, I may not be able to get the gains that I want or to maximise my training in the capacity that I felt I could do. How about just to maintain? over the period of mm-hmm. time, how about it just sort of a focus in regards to um, maintenance and ticking over? You know, I'm, I'm just doing the majority of hill, hill sprints now, so if I want to focus on my acceleration pattern, I'm yes. just running up hills. Yeah. Something I'd recommend for you guys to try. It's good yeah, point. well, you um, Oh, yeah. sounds was, hard. You <laughs> say that, do you know what? I'd actually, obviously you guys are more power-based um, athletes in regards to your physique. You, sprint training in that regard, so for example, slightly going left, but if you were to do a quick warm up a few drills skipping is a great is a great plus before sprinting gets the tendons warmed up and ready you've Find got a skim rope the steep yeah. hill ish um, 40 metres or so and I'm talking uh, you'll go 3 or 4 sets of 3 or 4 reps so let's just say 3 sets of 4 mm-hmm. 2 minutes in between each rep and then 6 or 7 minutes in between each set that will get you moving nicely because you're at 'Cause you're focusing on the dry phase and leaning forward a lot, yeah. in regards to pushing, you've got to bound and push up the hills, as you were saying, bios. It's gonna get your quads, it's gonna get your glutes, and obviously at the same time it's, it's working on your transverse, plane in it. So from that perspective, it works really, really well. I'd always recommend, because not a lot of people can sprint, because obviously they forget how to. Yeah. Um, they haven't done for a long time, so they hurt themselves. So having some form of resistance and putting you in a position where you're less likely to hurt yourself actually goes a long way. So that's something I'd definitely recommend to the masses out there. That's yeah. a lot of sense. That's
0: what we we would actually been doing it for, like, we'll use it at the moment, do some, like, bodyweight stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. a little bit of resistance training but then we've been going to the back at Lucy's and there's like 50 steps or something we've been doing like step sprints um, like up up like a a very high incline which I suppose is a little bit different but Mm -hmm. that's just something like again when we're talking about training it's just again about challenging ourselves in different ways so yesterday I went out and went I'm just going to try and do 100 burpees and there's 100 burpees like for, for other people like what's the max push-ups you can do how many sit-ups can you do in a minute like how long can you stand on your hands for it's just about challenging ourselves in different different ways you know what I mean rather than yeah. max squat and whatever else it might usually be it's just about switching the, the focus onto something else
1: I think as well what you said there it's obviously about using what you've got because I feel like there's been some people who are going a bit bitter now that they can't buy weight so I'm like you can't buy them. You can't buy them. That's okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Like Ben said, do your max push ups. Do your max sit ups. Do um, a hit workout for 45 minutes. Tie yourself out. Max stuff out. Go for a run. Start something new. Rather than being yeah. like. Oh, for God's sake, like all these people have bought these weights. And now I can't have one. Well, you were too late to the party. Like you can't <laughs> sulk on it.
0: What What do you think people were doing, like fucking hundred years ago? They people were, were just rocks. Yeah, and people yeah. were just like fucking <laughs> yeah. smashing bodyweight yeah. stuff and like you're making use of what you can. But the reason why I wanted and I pushed to try and get you on today, Harry, as well, is because I remember that the first time we we kind of met was at the one of the USM meetings. And like I've spoke to like a few athletes before, and a couple of different runners and football players and stuff, and a lot of them are quite like um what's the word I'm looking for, quite full on with their training and diet and stuff. I'm not saying that you're not, but I remember the first time we spoke, and I remember if you can't if you've never seen Harry by like googling, or because I'm looking at him now he's got like pipes busting out of his arms because he's so <laughs> lean and like, his physique is just he's just jacked so when I was first speaking to Harry like one of the things we were speaking about was like pre-run routines and when he's travelling when he's away and stuff and one of the the things I picked up on he's quite like I don't think lackadaisies is the right word but he's very flexible in regards like I was asking some stuff about diet he's like oh yeah I'll have a Mackeys or chicken right before a race or or whatever because (laughs) because he's flexible and stuff and I think that's the mindset that that he has and I thought that why he'd be quite a fitting character to have on the podcast today, because I know he's quite adaptable to situations, and I'm sure that he's adapting quite well with everything that's going on with the coronavirus. So I think with in regards to like habits and routines, you're someone who is pretty adaptable and picks up on new habits and routines quite well, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, like again, it comes down to stresses. Um, I remember one time um, when I was. So I won the world youth championships and then I went to the world junior championships. um, Like, not as a favourite or anything like that because I was still like a little bit younger than everyone was there, but I was stressing. And I think I'd I'd left my tape measure um, at the warm-up track and I was just sort of like stressing. So then when I, I borrowed a German, german's tape measure but it was in inches and i used centimeters and i was just like what's going on (laughs) threw me off and then next thing you know i I didn't win my heat i I came second i was all over the place and it threw me off massively um and i thought to myself god like and that's one of those things you have to adapt fair enough i learned i learned from my mistake i realized that just just to relax just to chill out just to just to look at what's in front of you, focus on what your task is and be happy and joyful about it. Next thing you know, literally, flip a switch, won my semi-final, beat the favourite, you know, one of the favourites there and I went on to the final, like, fully gassed and I won. So, from that perspective, not to say that I didn't have the capacity to win anyway or whatever else, but I didn't win my heat and I could have blown my load and I could have done all the manners of wrong things. And I always like try to learn from events like this. And um, even though I was quite young, I think I was 17 at the time, um, going from that perspective, we always do get stressed out. We always find something that bothers us, but I'll I'll never let it bother me again. I'll never go down that path again. I'll never allow something to sort of, because we're not perfect. We're always going to come across new challenges in different ways. Um, You know, after winning those World Juniors, I was out for a whole year. Uh, with a stress, with two stress fractures in my back and I was in a back race for the for the whole year. I had a little cry. I had people stop me from trying to run and told I might never run sprint at that level again. Next thing you know, I just thought, all right, let me just be a normal 18-year-old and I was out clubbing. Like, I was king of Oceano. <laughs> now, I ended up making the Olympic team the next year because I focused, got back into it like just once my body was healed. But that's my point. You just have to adapt. Whatever the situation is, whatever someone you know lays out to you so when it comes to diet if you can't eat that specific thing that you eat all the time you know why are you gonna you know allow you know your cortisol levels to rise and stress yourself up and tense yourself and you know you could you know cause yourself to tear a muscle just because you're so stressed yeah. why are you gonna go through that process and you know just if, if you really want to eat that piece of cake and it's gonna make you feel better and happier then eat it from my perspective a happy athlete is the one that does well most of the time you know, right. they're the ones that embrace everything and enjoy everything okay. so when you reflect like i'm not a bodybuilder i'm not here to get lean and shredded fair enough i have a uh you know a fairly decent physique but point right. being is that i don't need to be past a point of certain leanness so yeah. in a certain sense it's okay for me to just be relaxed in regards to certain aspects of things and go all right well this isn't actually going to affect me too much let me just you know if if matt I've been to some random countries mate and you know sometimes I look at the food that they expect me to eat the next day uh, the day before I race and I'm like I don't want to eat that so I'm just going to go find myself something I know and I'll eat that you know it's just about like you said being adaptable Being responsible, adaptable in certain circumstances allows you to take control and put yourself in the best position that you feel necessary. Because if you take responsibility for your actions, it also makes you more aware of the actions and choices that you have to make, making yourself adaptable. So in whatever circumstance you give me, I'm going to say, okay, pros, cons, how do I get there? How do I not get there? How do I get the best out of myself? Okay, let's do this and let's move forward with it. And it's all about being happy. Because yeah. 100%. If, you know, I love what I do. And the moment I find myself not enjoying that, if I find myself looking at a perspective going, oh, I don't want to train today. I can't be bothered to do this. You've got to ask the question, why? You've got to take a step back and go, what is making me not want to do what I want to do? What is making me want to take a step back? What is making me not enjoy this? And then you've got to remove those factors because that's when you stop taking responsibility. That's when you stop adapting or making yourself flexible because you. You don't want to do it so it's like, oh, no, I can't do that today because the gyms aren't open. Yeah. Whereas if you love exercise and if you love making yourself feel better, if you love working towards a goal, you're going to make it happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. However, you find yourself, you know, if you don't enjoy it, you start finding excuses to not do it. And that's where we're in the situations now with COVID-19 where people are moaning about not getting the weights, moaning about not going to the gym, being negative about all those factors, find something you enjoy, find a training method that you might enjoy, find a a concept or people that you follow, just find something that you find fun, that gives you fulfillment and enjoyment and it will make you take responsibility and it will make you adaptable in every sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's so relevant to though, because we get loads of questions at the moment like how... Can you stick to your diet at home? Should I still be in a calorie deficit? How can I lose weight? How can I lose fat from home? And I guess that's part of having kind of like that fixed versus growth mindset of being adaptable to change. Because like I've I don't know if you've seen it before. Like sometimes on Instagram, I don't know where it is, like if it's gone or, or somewhere like that, where you see some of these kids and they're training like a, a shit old mud station at home they built like weights and stuff on like it's just incredible like the stuff that yeah. some people do um, yeah. and ways that they adapt to do things that they love doing and to, it's yeah. the same with that as well especially when it comes down to food um, because I know at the moment when some people are sitting at home now because they're out of their 9 to 5 it becomes more like a a habit or routine kind of fix that I need to change and like now I'm sitting here in my pyjamas so it looks like I'm probably lazy as anything <laughs> Not, not, not good but we just got up this morning at 9am and got loads of people on a Zoom call doing um, a pump up in your PJ's class. So it's for those people who would yeah. usually have that routine, which is gone. So for most people who may have been in a job, I don't know, we're, we're a little bit different because we travel and do other things. But for some people who have maybe been in a nine to five job for 10 years, they've got up, done the same thing, had the same coffee break, had the same lunch every single day, they've got home, watched the same TV program for them, their world like, turned upside down yeah. so th- those things that they used to do, they, they, a lot of the time they were on autopilot, like 45% of decisions that we make on a daily basis are habitual so for mm-hmm. those people now, it's like my, my routine's completely gone so now I have to make conscious decisions of what's going on and they don't yeah. really know what to do with themselves so mm-hmm. our brain kind of turns off so now we've got to switch back on and start get building new habits, building new cues And having rewards for when we've done stuff so then we start to implement those. New habits. Yeah. I was speaking on live the other day about this because um, a lot of people at the moment are kind of asking about like snacking and diet and stuff. And like you're saying, like for most people, it's just about being happy and having something that you enjoy. But then a lot of people will feel guilty for it. So I yeah. think the thing is, there's, there's an experiment done. Because um, I just for a little reminder for all listeners out there, I tell them every single podcast, I used to do psychology at university. So I've got a bit of a brain on my shoulders, <laughs> it's not just pulled out of thin air. Um, but there's a, basically a, a study that was done on children and kids I think they were like 10 they got about 10 kids and they put them in a room one at a time individually and I don't know if you've ever seen it but they put a marshmallow in front of the kid and they were, t- they were told if you can last 10 minutes in this room without eating the marshmallow you will get another marshmallow like as a, as a treat and reward for that for that study and 9 out of the 10 kids just ate the marshmallow anyway and there was one kid who didn't eat it and um, he basically said he put like a um, a virtual perimeter around it to where he said he couldn't touch it and didn't end up eating it. So he's then rewarded with another one. So it's it basically a test of willpower and how yeah. willpower then impacts habits. And it ended up being like a longitudinal study. So the guy went back in later life and saw how he did in college, how he did in university, and the job that he was doing for these ten kids. Um, and the guy who didn't eat the marshmallow was the guy who did best all through college and and, and end up better in life because he had better willpower and more structure to what he was doing with habits and stuff so it was all about cue and rewards. so if you can master like what is your cue so for example if people are going to be binge eating and go in the fridge if you know right I'm going to get up and eat something the thing to do might be to distract yourself and go right I'm going to ring my mum, i going to Facetime someone who I haven't seen for a while, and then you can have a good bitch and a bit of a gossip, and that's your reward for not not going and delving into the fridge. So I think that's the, the thing for most people is trying to find something which is going to take the mind off it or give them a new cue and a new reward to promote and positively reward those those habits. Yeah, which is a big. I, I find that
2: quite funny because um, something that I would quite regularly do is um, sometimes I find for a lot of people is having access it's the fact that they want to know that they can have something if they want to have it Mm. or they feel that they need it so they need to, you know, some people say that, oh, if I have that in my fridge, I'll eat it. Yeah. You know? Um, And we're all different. We're all unique in different ways. Something that I, like, might do is when I do find myself wanting, let's say, like, I love a Crunchy. I'd have a Crunchy before I go to bed most days or yeah. I love Haribo or whatever else. But there's some days that I think I want it, I don't necessarily need it. Yeah. So what I would actually do is I'll go get the Crunchy from the fridge, I'll go up to bed and I'll put it down next to me like, and then half the time I just forget it's there and i go to sleep. It's just because I, I know I have access to it. So I go through the process of actually taking it then I find myself not actually having it. So a lot of things sometimes is just something I would recommend to people is, yeah, take what you want put it next to you and then ask yourself in about 10 minutes or 15 minutes if you still need it. Yeah, And then you'll find yourself actually, oh no, I'm going to go to bed in a minute. Oh no, I'm actually not going to, because we are impulsive. We're, we're impulsive creatures, We act on, we act on, you know, we're bloody animals, isn't we? So we see something, we want it. So if you can allow yourself to train your brain into saying, well, you know, I don't actually need this. and I don't, you know, I want it, but I don't need it. That is two totally different things. Whereas obviously if you want something for the sake of being happy, it's slightly different because you know it's going to give you some form of fulfilment. Fair enough. Whereas if you're considering where your training goals are, that's the thing you have to think about. So many different factors, and obviously, you know the experiment that you've just sort of, you know, put laid out for everyone. It makes so much sense in regards to if you can just put yourself in a position where you can step back and think about a situation and go, <clears> hmm. <throat> how Do I get around this because the kid? It's not necessarily that the kid didn't want the marshmallow, he actually figured out that he could have more. Yeah, so if you're in a situation where you think to yourself, Hang on, I you know, I can make you know one pound into two and two pounds into four and whatever else, you're going to find if you can if you can tweak that, then that is the key. I find if you can maximize your training, if you can maximise your time, if you can maximise, you know, the results you're going to get from something, why wouldn't you, Yeah. you know, and it's just about sometimes taking that step back and thinking about things, so as we started off with talking negatively rather than just speaking out negatively against everyone, you go, hang on, this person saying that and this is the current situation and this is where I am, what can I do? Oh, maybe I'll try this. And then it puts you in a situation where actually I don't need the weights and I can actually do this. And, oh, I found this to be really beneficial and I'm enjoying it. And actually, it's just it's just a process. And for people, I, I urge everyone out there just to try and find, like, what makes you tick, you know, because once you can figure yourself out because we're all different, what I like, you know, I'm a bit of a weird freak. So I'm, I, I can't sit down and eat my dinner unless I find something good to watch on TV. And if an advert comes on, I'll sit and wait. To <laughs> the fulfillment of the process that I'm going through because I like to enjoy my food and that is part of the enjoyment yeah. for me. Watching something that I enjoy, yeah. eating my food that is number, that is my experience. But once you figure out these little things about yourself, then you can figure out ways for you to sort of, you know, grow to find things to move forward with. You know, so in that circumstance, I know that I'm all about fulfilment and energy and enjoying something. So if I'm training at the moment by, by myself. Bear in mind, like, you know, two days ago, I was doing my hill reps. I'm about to go do some after this. Uh, I'm taking music with me. Yeah. You know, fair enough, you know, I might play in my ear or whatever else, but speakers, whatever else, just find a mix, something that's going to get me going, vibing, and energy, and that's what's going to make the session a bit more enjoyment. Enjoy, yeah. Enjoy, yeah. Enjoy, enjoyable. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoyable. I think
0: mean, that's important, like what you just touched on there, especially with like meals is a, is a good one, for example, routine habits. Like, what do I do every time I have a meal now?
1: You watch a Disney video on youtube because it makes you happy
0: yeah i have to mate but
1: that's like from what we said there about habits i think it's important for everyone to note that because there has been such a switch now everyone's at home it's okay if it takes you a week or two to get into the new habits and don't get frustrated if you cock up a little bit and and your pattern does change and you do go to the fridge or you're still in your pajamas like all day or you watch netflix when you should be working like we, it took us a good week or so to get into a, a home routine, and you just have to completely adapt and change. And, like, my sister usually works in an office and now she's working from home and it took her a couple of weeks to get into that pattern of getting up, doing her emails, then having a lunch and then having a break and doing a workout and going back to work. And I think people need to stop being so hard on themselves if it's taking them a little bit longer to get into their new habits. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't punish yourself because you're just learning to create these new habits.
0: Well, I think with those things, like, wants and stuff as well, like we've been touching on, I find, like, when we're doing stuff for clients, um with, like, binges or treat meals, whatever you want to call it. Like, say, for example, we put a program together for seven days and it's got no, like, kind of treat meal or whatever in it. Like, you might do on a Saturday night when you go out for a piss-up or some food. You, you tend to find a lot of clients who will binge. But then as soon as you put in, like, a scheduled treat meal for, like, a Saturday afternoon, like, oh, I don't really want it now. Because yeah. they, cause they've they got the option that it's there and they can have it if they want yeah. it. So it's kind of like they want what they can't have, like, a child wants, and then once they yeah. have it there, it's like, oh, actually... I'm quite happy just having whatever. So it, it's it, it's a strange one with mindset. When can you create that flexibility and balance for yourself? It stops that or I want what I can't have kind of thing, doesn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, literally yeah. that. Like it's so it's so, and that's what I mean. We're all interesting creatures, like and that's the thing. There's we have a certain uniqueness that should be you know uh, admired, but at the same time, it can sort of be our downfall if you just don't understand. The, bed, the more, like, this is something I would, you know, say to everyone, just use this opportunity to get in tune with yourself and understand yourself. As you touched upon, there's those people that haven't been able to make those choices and life decisions as you would do because they constantly had something to be on the go for or had those sort of decisions made for them in regards to how their day structured. Mm-hmm. And now they're having to figure that out. Figure out yourself. Yeah. Take that time just 100%. to go, you know what? I don't like waking up early. And there's nothing wrong with that because you might have to go back to it. But then you're like, just just figure out little bits about yourself. And something that you'll find is that you're just being aware of who you are allows you to make those decisions that can be that can benefit you in whatever circumstances you might find yourself being in. So I'd always always advise that, like, just just understand your your wants and your your pulls and what you you find yourself not wanting and wanting this.
0: All you can do, yeah, 100%. I think when it, I think the biggest thing that take away for people is when you're trying to implement new habit and routines, is in regards to behaviorism, which is like one, um, like one of the strongest ways to try and push forward habit and routine through positive reinforcement. Is what I used to do for some clients all the time was I'd give them either a pop-tart or a Mars bar after every training session, and a lot of them were like, Oh, is this for like. Um, to spike glycogen so that I get a better uh, protein synthesis from the sugars and stuff and I was like no it, it's simple behaviourism uh, and they didn't understand like oh I'm having 200 calories worth of whatever straight after a workout but they were still in a deficit anyway so it didn't matter the reason for it was is that they struggled with going to the gym and staying motivated but what they were doing was go, in the gy- go to the gym do a workout feel good and would be like, all oh, right, now it's time for my pop-top. Like that would be their, their routine then. And then because they were having that pop-top after the gym and looking forward to it, they were then looking forward to going to the gym because then they were then looking yeah. forward to the pop-top. So it's positive reinforcement. It's like when you have a kid and they do something well, you give them a sweet or whatever. Like it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't impact the end result, but it makes them enjoy the process and rewards the process a whole lot more, which then makes the habit more powerful. So again, it's, it's, it's trying to find that cue in and reward, I suppose.
2: I literally couldn't agree even more. Like I've got so on a different level in regards to just I, I, I'm 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 very logical and aware of people and things and um, i I even though I'm very happy, 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 I I'm taking note of a lot of things. And um, something I tend to do is I've got a niece and nephew. And um, in a sense, I'm, I'm a bit old. My, my niece is younger, so I've been a little bit older. So literally, she's been like my mini project, right? So in regards to the majority of behaviorism, as you're talking about, she has become... She's going to be an Olympic mate. She's like an <laughs> ultimate performer. And that's because of... Not. I'm not saying I've... I've but I have... Taught her and made her understand things in a certain way that she doesn't know that she's been trained. So yeah. the moment she was young, it is whenever she does anything, I'm there celebrating like you wouldn't believe. I'm like, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yeah, good job, amazing, amazing. So now she constantly loves. This might end up bad in life, but she loves gratification. Whenever she does something, she look at me and wait for me to be like, yeah, that's amazing. And she constantly, she's a watcher. And then from that perspective, I bought her a trampoline. Again, like I said, jump in plyos. These are amazing things that can help train your, your calves, your tendons. Obviously, yeah. that uh, that ballistic energy. And she, like, she knows and un- understands how to hit the floor. And she she mimics things that I do. She understands body movement. She literally and like she's a bit of an actor as well. But everything <laughs> that she does, I'm there celebrating and I'm there giving her that gratification. So she actually looks forward to things. I've just recently taught her. She's she's four. She can do press ups. She, That's can, nice. uh, That's she, can ups, she can squat she can she copies my drills but at the same time she'll watch something on tv do a bit of gymnastics and then she'll wait for you she'll bow she'll play she <laughs> loves the energy and attention it brings, and it's always been because like you said that behaviorism of being celebrated. So mm-hmm. she enjoys that. Whereas her brother, who I sort of missed the pull on, he's very one-minded, wants to do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. He's like a builder. Yeah. He's quite creative. he just do what he wants to do. And so where I missed the train on that one, he's obviously like, he's very... He's, he's like a leader he likes yeah. to make sure that he's in charge if you can't do something he knows how to do yeah. he'll take note but he's very much engaged in that fashion so I can't tell him nothing I can't yeah. be like I can tell him something's good but then if I ask him to switch it up, he's like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And that's fine. So I've got to figure out a way to motivate him separately. So for him, it's a bit more of a pep talk and then let him do what he wants to do. So with her, it's constant gratification, which is a good thing because for me, it allows you to be able to coach yeah. and train. And then she actually listens. So even when she when I taught her to do squats, she's only four, but I was like, Put your feet a little wider and you wouldn't think that a four-year-old would look at you go okay boom boom okay sit back into your heels a little bit I want you to and she's literally doing everything because she wants you as a sense to say well, well done, done yeah. and that's I all it God. is and that's what we are like when my coach would tell me good job Harry that's that's amazing like you know any technical elements of my training I won't talk about things that bore you but I will sit there and you know I might do a block start and I'll look at him and wait for him to say well that was good or bad But you also have to get to a point where you can internalize what is good and bad. So at the time, she's four, so she doesn't know what she's doing to an extent. However, I'm 30-odd years old, so from that perspective, I know what's good and what's bad. But I still look for that gratification because that helps me and my confidence. And that's where we as individuals, confidence is key. You can empower someone and help someone with that. Then there's not, you know, people feel that like they can take on the world. So, by doing what you said you do with your behaviors and techniques, that allows people to look forward to something and it's changed their habits and mentality and approach on something without them realising.
0: Yeah. Well, I used to do it with my dad's when I played football. I used to stand on the sideline. And whenever I used to do something in football, no matter what it was, score, something bad, something good, I'd, I'd turn to him and look on the sideline and see what, <laughs> what feedback he was giving. I'm sure it was probably some of you were swimming.
1: Yeah, I had to wait till I was out of the pool though, yeah. <laughs> back change and gone to speak to mum and dad. But I was the same. And I also knew even from a really young age because I grew up in sport. If I'd done a bad race, I'd just straight away say that was bad, wasn't it? And they would kind of be like, yeah, better next time. Like they weren't they weren't harsh to me. They weren't like, yeah, you're shit. They were like, yeah, yeah, better next time. So I knew from a really young age, kind of my my good and bad and also what we wanted to ask you about is what is your I guess your current perspective on what's happening with the Tokyo Olympics oh, yeah. because obviously that it, 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 I think it's crazy for, for being someone, obviously it's, it's very needed but it is just it's mind blowing that this has happened I feel but <clears throat> we just wanted to hear your perspective on it a little bit as well
2: Um. Do you know what? It is what it is. It's, it's upsetting because... It's upsetting because, obviously, when you think about it, a lot of people are training and getting ready for it and looking forward to it, and it's one of those things that you, obviously, are engaged for, engage with. But in the grand scheme of things, it just goes to show that, as a human race, uh, sport isn't everything, mm-hmm. and we need to take a focus in our safety. Now, what I would say is the most important thing is not cancelled. If it was cancelled and we had to wait another four years, I'd be distraught because yeah. that in itself, you'd be like, oh, gosh, like this is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Now, we still have an opportunity and we still have something to plan and train for, something that I was struggling with. Um, I was meant to go to America yesterday. Um, yeah. so I remember to the camp saying, yeah. For five weeks, and that would that's a large part of my training and preparation for the game because I'd... Have nice weather, fast tracks, training good athletes, and I'd compete out there. Um, so once the travel ban to the states happened, well, that's my plan and prep gone out the window. Now I've got to do it in the UK, and then the gym's closed and the facilities closed. Well, how? What am I going to do? How am I going to train? Now you don't really want to half-ass an Olympics, do you? You don't really no. want to, you know. It's it's not quite. Every, you know, the majority of non-professional sports to an extent and it's not something that you just want to half-arse and I don't think it's what people want to see so by allowing us the opportunity to just plan and prepare for something, apply the situations, the current situation and you know rather than having to force things and put people in certain circumstances whether you know we're told to stay indoors and not to you know only travel for essential reasons, well. Uh, it makes us feel selfish. Yeah. Because you know, we're trying to do good for our community and the people around us. And here we are saying, well, no, I need to go train because I want to go to the Olympics and I don't care if I spread the food. You know, that's not necessarily what who we are and what we want to do as athletes. So for me personally, the fact that we have a we still have the opportunity is just a year later. I don't feel like my body's getting any worse. We've had opportunities to build upon, and more time is only a blessing. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's to get injuries sorted, to, to rehab properly. I know some people have had, you know, I've got a couple of friends. One of them had a baby not too long ago, and, you know, she's in a position now where she can really get right oh, and good. get ready for the Olympics, whereas she was thinking about, you know, she, she was there sat there, oh, gosh, if I, if I have a C-section, then it's going to take me longer to then get ready, so I'm hoping I can just have a natural birth. She was actually going to try it. You know what I'm saying? To, yeah. to think about how she can plan and approach the Olympics. So now this is a bit of, a, I'm not going to say a blessing for her, but allows her an opportunity to attack yeah. the Olympics properly. The same, I've got another friend who had surgery. Um, it was only small, but nonetheless, he would have then actually tried to force the Olympics. I'm talking, you know, these are literally like a small percentage of the yeah. large population of athletes are attempting to get to the Olympics, but, In all fairness, it just gives everyone the right opportunity to sit, plan and approach. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I said, I'm just ticking over with my training. I'm making use of obviously everything that's around me and I'm not necessarily putting others at risk in a way that I don't feel is necessary. I am going out for my one exercise a day. I am making use of what's around me training wise. Would I prefer to be on a track? Of course, but should I travel an hour one direction and an hour back to the only track that I know that's open? Um, it's, um, it's it's crazy because obviously like I said it, you know you do prepare and what a lot of people aren't quite considering is and you know, I've done a few interviews and someone's saying you know four years of training of, to get ready for something it doesn't stop you don't just stop training you don't just stop improving you just don't stop getting ready for something like all of the years and competitions that we've had you know last year there was a world championships the year before that was the Europeans the year before that was uh, you know the I'm saying there's something in the year that we had to target and approach and get ready for it. so nothing's gone out the window if anything it just gives people an opportunity to build on something of course I would like to be training with certain individuals I would like to be training with you know you know fast athletes that allow me to push myself but that's not a luxury right now. And in, in all fairness, this has taught us that sport is a luxury. We are very lucky to to do what we do and have what we have. And I think everyone needs to reflect upon that and try and feel a bit positive about mm-hmm. the fact that we're in a position because if you're if you're born in some countries, you don't have the opportunity to play, let alone You know, attack being a a full-time athlete. So just got to be thankful. And like I said, it's given me an opportunity to reflect upon things, give me an opportunity to appreciate what we have even more. And I think that can be said for a lot of other people. And, you know, I'm I'm going to be ready. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, we've been given the new dates, July next year. 2021, let's go for it and, you know, I'm going to give it my all and I look forward to it. There's nothing, nothing's changed, you know, same goal, different day as everyone keeps saying.
0: I think that attitude, mate, obviously just kind of sums up everything that we've been talking about today on the podcast in regards to seeing opportunity within um, adversity so like there might be something that you wanted to do there might be a language that you wanted to learn there might be a skill that you wanted to try and do that you didn't have the time for which people now don't have that excuse so it's making the most of that extra time that you do have to better or refine other skills or do something different so I think um this kind of um the chat that we had today and that sort of mindset switch will hopefully help some people in this current pandemic because there is a lot of people struggling and it's something that we want to try and as i said before shed some light on and give some people some positivity yeah. out there at the moment to, to do that so if people want a little bit more of harry akins
2: in, the,
0: in, <laughs> in their life mate where where can they find you online
2: oh mate i'm, I'm on i'm on instagram mainly um yeah just akins at akins if you want to try and find me mm-hmm. but um yeah, I'm about, I'm here, there, but just to, to plug on, hopefully you guys will have me back again and we can 100%. choose some more fat at some stage. 100%. Um, no, it's definitely one of those things. I think what you guys are doing in regards to approaching certain topics in the way that you have done is really beneficial to the, to the wide scheme of, every, like, you know, to, to the majority of people that are struggling and to, to sort of have that mindset to... To, to sort of care and help, I think that's that's really, really nice of you. So, you know, I think um, a lot of people should appreciate that again because there's some people that are very self-focused and centred that they're not necessarily going to be able to uh, enable... A lot of people, and uh, that's what that's what I would say. You guys are enablers, and you're enabling people to see light. So this is really this is really nice of you guys. I appreciate oh, it. Nice. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a nice a nice way for us to, to end today's podcast. And <coughs> I know a lot of people listen to this, and they they share on their stories on Instagram and on, on other platforms. So please, please continue continue to to share the podcast. That <laughs> we love to see it. And obviously, if you have. Uh, a couple of seconds and please leave a review as
2: always yeah
1: we really really appreciate it and we will catch you in our next podcast bye right. guys